1: The next story is posted by user PunchingYoDaddy5657 from r slash erotica. The title of this post is, Hubby has a crush on hot teacher. Sit back and enjoy the story. I've had a serious crush on Carrie, one of my wife's co-workers for about a year now. Frankly, until recently, it was just a crush. Now it's moved on to obsession. I have some flexibility in my schedule and can occasionally take a lunch to my wife Chris at the elementary school near our house where she teaches and out two sons attend school. One day about a year ago, I took her some Chinese takeout as a surprise. She giggled and dug in. I was happily sitting and enjoying the takeout with my wife of 15 years when she walked in. The -the over-the-calf black boots added a good four inches to her height, but the hottie walking up to our table still couldn't be over 5'2". Blonde, curly hair, past the shoulder, blue eyes, tight sweater, Cutecy. Crooked smile, maybe 25 years old. I have to admit, she had me at the boots. I was mesmerized when she sat down, her eyes dancing with the amusement of a woman who's used to men staring at her in sheer, unadulterated lust. My wife's voice snapped me out of it. Oh, hi Carrie. Honey, this is my friend Carrie. I team teach in her room about for about half the day. Carrie, this is my husband, John. The beauty coyly looked through me and said, nice to meet you. John. The slightly squeaky voice with the upstate New York accent was in a weird way sexy as hell. I stumbled through all the small talk, continued to eat, and she left. The moment Carrie left the room, my sweet, loving wife slapped me on the back of the head. Pervert, she said. That sweet, little newlywed is young enough to be our daughter. I was left to my own devices in bed for over a week. Guess who I thought about in the shower? At any rate, Over the past year I had managed to get to know Carrie and her husband Marty without being obvious, getting slapped, or denied sexually by my wife. Progress is good. We would all go out to dinner together occasionally, or catch a ball game. They're great people, for Mets fans. Chris even watered their plants for Marty and Carrie when they were out of town on vacation. Little did anyone know the day I did it I had a key made. I bided my time. Finally, about 10 days ago. Marty told me at Racquetball that he had to go out of town on business. Two weeks in Hong Kong. Unfortunately, school was in session, and Carrie couldn't go with him. I told him we would all get together when he got back, and he could tell us all about Hong Kong. Secretly, I yelled, Yes. The first day Marty was out of town, I took the key I had hidden and went to their house. I took the manager's chair from Marty's study and left it in the big, master bedroom window. I taped a note to the chair that said, Roses are red, violets are blue. I think it's time you knew I had a crush on you. If you're curious, leave the chair here overnight. The next day, I sneaked back in and went to the bedroom. The chair was still there. I left a wrapped gift on the chair with instructions to not open it until instructed. The third day, I left a lovely pair of crotchless panties and a tight bustier saw at Victoria's Secret on the chair. The fourth day, I left a pair of heels, six inches spikes, basic black. The 5th day saw a business suit, conservative gray with red trim, jacket and matching skirt. The 6th day, a nice pair of studious, professional-looking glasses. The 7th day, a briefcase appeared with a note on top of it. Tonight, at exactly 9pm, please be wearing everything you see here. Dim the lights, put on some Nora Jones, and light a couple of nice candles. But be waiting in the chair at 9pm I obviously have the key. Please open the gift box now and wear that item to work today. Signed, an admirer. Carrie spent the day wearing the heart-shaped, sapphire pendant. I, of course, had to have lunch with Chris that day. Chris noticed the pendant as Carrie absent-mindedly toyed with it. Carrie commented to Chris that it was a gift from Marty. Lying because she was slightly flustered. I was cool on the outside, but secretly thrilled to see Carrie wearing my gift. Carrie hurried home right after school. It was last Friday. She ate a quick bite and headed for a long, hot bath. The fragrance of her body wash, appropriately enough its secret crush. She fondled herself in the tub, but managed to curb her appetite before getting too far. After all, a guest was coming. She had a nice glass of wine. Damn, it was still only 7. A little TV to kill the time perhaps. She flipped through the channels and saw the beginning of a movie. Uh Oh, original sin with Angelina Jolie and Antonio Banderas. No one ever watched that movie at home without getting laid. She lay on her bed and watched the movie, not even noticing her hands slip out from under her head and down her stomach. Under her robe and into her warm, clean pussy. The ringing phone awoke her from her reverie. Marty, oh, I miss you so much, dear. You miss me too. Good. What am I wearing? I'm on my way out to the gym, so I'm in sweats. Yes, I'm sure I'll run into John and Chris on a Friday night at the gym. Not... Yes, I'll tell John tomorrow that you want a rematch. I love you too. Bye. Carrie now noticed her fingers stroking her clit, and all of a sudden she noticed the other hand working on a nipple. She couldn't help herself this time. The first sex scene in the movie was on, and so was she. Carrie's orgasm subsided at precisely 8.01pm she considered cleaning herself up again, but decided that she liked the slutty smell of her own cum mixed with the secret crush. She watched the rest of the movie, and worked herself over another time. During the last 15 minutes of the movie, she began dressing as instructed. The scent of the vanilla candles, her own juices and the secret crush were intoxicating. Add the wine, and she was somewhere between a submariner on shore leave in Virginia Beach and a nervous little girl. She wondered who the admirer was. Carrie placed herself on the executive chair, briefcase in hand, at 8.58. She looked across the room to your dressing table mirror, and was astonished at what she saw. Instead of a casual-looking, elementary school teacher, she saw a high-maintenance ball-breaker-looking lawyer or executive. If only Marty could see her now. The mantel clock downstairs began to chime nine. Carrie heard the slight click of the doorknob opening and the creak on the stairs as I walked up. I reached the top of the stairs and paused for a moment before I turned into the room. A little self-doubt at me. I mean, she works with my wife. I steeled myself, took a deep breath, and turned right into the room. Carrie noticed the double-breasted charcoal suit with the lavender tie, French cuffs on the shirt, spotless, shining black shoes. She gave a faint smile. I walked forward toward her. She started to say hello, but I put my finger to her lips and shake my head. Nora Jones waiting for you to come home and turn me on poured out of the stereo. I circled behind her and begin gently massaging her shoulders. When she was nice and relaxed, I gave the chair a medium spin and turned her towards the big window with me between her and the window. Without a word, I knelt down and began running my fingers lightly up and down her short, shapely, tan legs. I leaned in for a kiss and gently landed with my tongue on the edge of the birthmark on her left thigh, just above the knee. Carrie smelled incredible, but I couldn't even tell her. It would have broken the spell. My hands left her legs for a moment and reached behind her lovely ass. I locked my hands together and gently pulled her forward to the edge of the chair, her skirt rode up a little as I pulled her, and her pussy lips dribbled a little cum on the leather manager's chair. When she was positioned on the very edge of the chair, I reached down to her ankles, grabbed them in a most ungentlemanly manner, and pushed my arms outward quickly as far as they would extend. I leaned in with my mouth and began to suck the cum she had produced during the movie into my mouth. Carrie noticed I was swallowing and couldn't help but give a wicked little smile and absent-mindedly play with the pendant. When she was clean from her previous activities, I started in earnest. I moved up to her clit with my tongue and started a pattern, A, down from the clit, then A, back up to it, followed by A, down the other side, then halfway back, then straight across. Her years in education served her well, for Carrie immediately recognized a capital as she knew I was going to be busy for a while and let out a soft moan. B through G were at the same, leisurely, light touch pace but at H I started to pick up the pace. By M she wanted to pull her legs in, but my hands were like vises around her racehorse ankles. At W, she couldn't help but start to spell out loud. By Y, she was coming hard, and she knows Z would be a relief. But wait, after Z I started at 1. By 5 she was begging for me to stop, and by 10 she was not just coming, but literally squirting her juices into my mouth. After I finished sucking all of her juice down my throat, I stood up and gave her a deep, French kiss. The combination to the briefcase locks is 427, I whispered. I've dreamed of being with you for this night all week. I hope you liked my gifts. Remember when you went on vacation and gave Chris a key to water your plants? I had a copy made. Do you remember the combination I just gave you? 427 she answered. Very good, I replied. Now open the briefcase and examine the contents. I'm going downstairs to get us both a glass of wine. When I return, I expect you to have made a decision. With that, I left the room in search of the wine. Carrie worked the locks and saw several things inside. Two pairs of handcuffs, a blindfold, a ball gag, some lubricant, a small flogger, some clothespins, a vibrator, something with electric leads on it, and a dildo also. A small note reading, offense or defense. She thought about the implications of the note and smiled. Finally, a chance to turn this thing around. Torment the tormentor. Make him pay for making her wonder. But then, it might be kind of fun to not be in control a little longer. 2. Decisions, decisions. I returned with the wine and a bowl of strawberries. I poured her a glass, then myself. Handing it to you. I gave her a deep kiss. Are you having a nice time so far? It's going all right. She replied with a shrug, playing it cool. You're a little old for me, aren't you? I winced a little, placed my hand on her luscious, firm breast, began to caress it just right and said, I know I'm a little older than most of the men you have been with. And you're a little younger than the women I tend to see on the side. But I simply couldn't resist your big, blue eyes, luscious breasts or silky blonde hair. Knowing my wife has to work with you five days a week in class made you even more irresistible. As Carrie sipped her wine, I caressed her left breast gently with one hand and reached around to her right ass cheek with the other, never taking my eyes away from hers or losing the evenness in my tone. But be honest, how many of the 22-year-olds you slept with in college could go down on you like I just did, or would plan the event for a week? None, she replied. I really have enjoyed the fantasy this week, but you are my friend's husband. But, then, I'm really pissed at her right now. She's being a real bitch about at work, and I did catch Marty flirting with her at the basketball game last month. I think I'll continue with this for a while. Good, I said. I've sort of had the reins on this all week. Here is your opportunity to leave me in control, or take charge for a while. So, with that in mind, what do you prefer, offense or defense?